This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Time now to turn our attention to China. From the latest on the lockdown in Shanghai to the fourth Chinese billionaire founder CEO stepping down from the top role and the ripple effects of the country's zero COVID efforts on the economy. Let's get more from Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. Don, good morning. Let's start off with the China-Shanghai lockdown situation. That's been happening for a few weeks now. Many around the world and even in China have questioned the necessity of this. Give us an update on the latest, Dawn. And to what extent is this lockdown actually going to be one of the biggest crises of President Xi Jinping's tenure? Some observers are also asking, hey, are there any signs that this lockdown might ease up anytime soon? Hi, good morning. Well, there's been a little bit of easing of the lockdown in Shanghai yesterday, even though the daily infection numbers are still more than 20,000. But there has been quite a bit of pressure on the Shanghai authorities, who have been seen to have bungled up the city's COVID response. We've seen lots of public outcry over the lack of food because the supplies weren't getting delivered to residents and also of infected children being separated from parents. So yesterday the authorities announced that residential areas will be given risk assessments based on three risk categories and those with no positive cases within a 14-day stretch can come out of their homes and move around in their neighborhoods, although they must still observe social distancing. But with the daily numbers still so high, it is unlikely that Shanghai will come out of a significant lockdown anytime soon. This outbreak in the financial capital is coming at a huge social and economic cost. And there are political costs as well for this Shanghai leadership. But I think what has happened in Shanghai has somewhat eroded the Communist Party's credibility and risks President Xi's reputation since he is so closely tied to China's zero COVID strategy. So the policy cannot fail or be perceived to have failed, especially when Mr. Xi is seeking legitimacy at the party congress, where there will be a leadership shuffle at the end of the year. And so we've seen a doubling down of this zero COVID policy and lots of noises in the state media justifying it to convince the domestic audience that this is still the right approach for China. Now, Don, just looking at some of the headlines in the business landscape, ultra-wealthy Liu Qiangdong, also known as Richard Liu, has stepped down from his role as chief executive of JD.com, that's China's Amazon-like e-commerce giant. The company said last week that he has left his role as CEO, but he remains chairman of the company's board. Now, this is the fourth Chinese billionaire founder CEO to step down in recent times, I understand. Don, well, some of the founders have said that they're leaving for personal reasons. From your perspective, is it too much of a coincidence? I mean, perhaps a sign that China's class of billionaire founder CEOs are feeling the pressure of the increased government scrutiny. This announcement doesn't really come as a surprise since Richard Liu, the founder of JD.com, had already given up running the day-to-day operations of the company last September and handed the reins over to the president, Xi Lei. 
and Liu had said he was going to turn his focus to working on the company's long-term strategies instead. He's also been running the company for 18 years. The timing seems to suggest that this has something to do with the government's tech crackdown last year and scrutiny of its tech billionaires. But while companies like Alibaba have gotten into trouble with the antitrust authorities and have been ordered to pay millions of dollars in fine, JD.com seems to have avoided that crackdown unscathed, although its market valuation has also diminished given the larger climate of an economic slowdown and investor jitters in tech stocks. Richard Liu continues to be chairman of JD.com and has about 80% voting share. But as he focuses now more on the company's long-term strategies, there is a likelihood that he may be looking at overseas markets like other Chinese tech firms have done, partly perhaps also to escape the scrutiny within China. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief of the Straits Times, on the line with us this morning. Don, uh, just a final issue. China's measures to combat COVID-19 has hurt output at its electric vehicle factories in March, with Tesla's Shanghai operation making barely more cars in the traditionally low production month of February. Of course, this has people asking. I mean, China's zero COVID-19 stance could potentially have a ripple effect on various sectors in the country. And to what extent might companies like Tesla, having experienced all of this, possibly look for a way out of China in the near future? Is this even a risk worth taking for China? Well, lockdowns and a strict zero COVID policy is going to hit not just Tesla and EV factories, but a swathe of other sectors as well. Tesla is not the only plant to have been affected. Toyota and Volkswagen's joint ventures in Changchun in Zilin province have also shut down for the past month because of the outbreak in Zilin. In fact, just yesterday, the China Passenger Car Association released new figures to show that car sales dropped 10% in March from the same period last year. The lockdowns in Jilin, Shenzhen and Shanghai have already caused supply chain disruptions both domestically and globally and driven up inflation. Vegetable prices have shot up nearly 20% in March and petrol prices have gone up 25% because of Russia's war in Ukraine. Chambers of Commerce and overseas importers and manufacturers have complained of severe disruptions to the supply chain as the truck drivers in China are delayed or oftentimes denied entry into certain cities or provinces. As for whether Tesla will look for a way out, I don't think so because businesses will likely see this as something that will pass, hopefully sooner rather than later. But the Chinese market will in all likelihood continue to be a very lucrative one. Tan Don Wei, China Beer Chief for The Straits Times. Thanks a lot, Don. We'll catch up with you again next week. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.